Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. These Sunday night shows are always my favorite. We got Dickie Barrett with us today, former lead singer of the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Once the lead singer of the Mighty Mighty Boston's, always the lead singer. It's like there it is. There's no such thing as ex Marine. Sure isn't. But for life, well, the only the only former Boston is a dead Boston. Yeah, goddamn right. I'm making this shit up. As no, well. I know you are, and I, I think today is going to be a good show. That's the impression that I get. Nailed it. Ah, Had to. out of the gate. Had to. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's for you guys at home. That's not even for me. That joke wasn't even for me. That was for you. And that's what I gave you to begin this show. <laughs> you've had a wild fucking life, man. Um, I've I mean, had quite a life. All the shit you've done, it's uh, it's almost unbelievable when you stack it up. Because not only were you the, the lead singer of the Mighty Mighty Bostones, yep. or still the lead singer, yep. the only lead singer. Done that, right? Uh, but then Jimmy Kimmel. How many years were you? 20 years. Dude. Jesus Christ, man. 20 years, I was the announcer on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yep. And for those of you who don't, let me just refresh your memory. From Hollywood, it's Jimmy. I'm that yeah. guy. Yeah. Go ahead and you can do it. There's another guy did. It's Jimmy Kimmel there Live tonight. There you go. I Look, you got to do the whole thing, you know? You don't you don't cut off Michael Buffer. When, tonight, uh, yeah. Adam Carolla. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> you don't cut it off there. You got to finish rumble. it. There you go. Yeah, you got to finish it. You got to finish it. Um, and then, look, you, you, you were rumored to take over for Howard Stern at one point. Was that true? I was going to, in the Boston area, I was going to, they were farming out. He was leaving terrestrial radio and they were farming out. And I was doing a radio show in LA at the time on a station called Indy 103. And uh, I was doing a morning show. Not that I was should have been doing it or knew what I was doing or uh any good at it, but I was doing a morning show in LA because I had free mornings and at night I was announcing on Jimmy Kimmel Live. So I had the time and they let me do it. And then Howard was leaving WBCN in Boston and, and all the other markets he was leaving and going to Sirius Satellite Radio. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you know, BCN made me an offer and said, would you like to, you know, do, and I was like, hell no, I'm not going to follow Howard Stern and in Boston. Like there would be a whole morning of me like, Where's Howard? You suck. (laughs) (laughs) Answering those phone calls. Plus, you know, doing morning radio in Boston is, you know, getting up in the morning and scraping your window and uh, trying to get your car started and driving, digging yourself out and... It's a it's a cold existence. Look, that situation happened to us over Where here. By the way, up? Uh, so I'm I'm from Atlanta, Georgia originally. Okay, um, and uh, went to so I've been everywhere. All right, like you know, I'm a fucking Johnny Cash song at this point. Um, I've been uh, went to Ohio State's undergrad, NYU for grad. Uh, lived in L.A. Did movies for 15 years. Uh, comedy died. Um, yeah. in, uh, in 2015, nothing was funny anymore after that. Right. So they stopped making comedy movies, pivoted into podcasts and then writing books, 
Wrote a couple bestsellers and all that stuff. So you've done a lot of shit. Sure have. Yeah. Sure have. Um, but the audience knows me. They don't know you. When and, did and, when did they when did you move to Texas? Moved to Texas about three years ago. So they ended up moving. They wanted the top ten like biggest shows to move here. Uh, because we all split advertisers, guests, all that other stuff. And then when people come into town like yourself, they can come and hit a few different shows, uh, and then it makes it worth it for celebrities and everything else. So I couldn't do that in Boston. Right. However, let's be honest, it's Joe Rogan, right? So Joe yeah. Rogan was the guy that was the catalyst for all of this, for all of us to come here, essentially. And if he did, we were going to. Um, and so, therefore, you know, if McConaughey goes on uh, Rogan for green lights, then he's coming here and... Uh, you kind of have a nice little circuit, uh, as well as comedy. We knew he was going to open up a comedy club here, and it was going to be massive. And then all the why guests the that were coming I, I, in here. Why am I not on Joe Rogan? Uh, you should be. <laughs> have you have you reached out? No, I, I'm not going to bother that dude. You should. Who I gives barely a shit? wanted to bother you. <laughs> <laughs> I can be bothered, and I don't care. I don't know Joe Sitch in real life. What what uh, what he does or how he gets down. I'm friends with his producer. I'm friends with Jamie. But uh, I don't know how he gets down in real life. We have a ton of mutual friends and all that stuff. But but who knows? Um, he's a Boston guy. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's from Newton, Massachusetts, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Newton's a strange little town. Yeah, yeah, all of it is up there, isn't it? <laughs> it is pretty fucked up. You got. I mean, every time I've gone there, I, I enjoy it. I love Boston, and so it's you like fun. to fight? Sure do. Okay. So I was a bouncer well, that's in college. The place to go. Yeah, I was a bouncer in college, and I enjoyed it. That was probably my favorite job I've ever New had York my entire or life. Ohio. Ohio State. Yeah. Um, New York was a different story because uh, Daddy was keeping the face pretty there, so I had to give that up. And, uh, Ohio, and I was at film that's school. in Columbus, Ohio. Right? It is. Yeah. 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 Going back next week, we host a sports show, so I'll be at the Ohio State Penn State game next week. We had some great, Boston's had great shows in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah. Probably when you were in college. Yeah. Where, were you, where were you the bouncer? Uh, a place called Ludlow's downtown. Uh -huh. uh, before that, it was another bar called Keegan's. They were right next door to each other. What was the venue there? Newport? Was uh, there yeah, so Newport was uh, on campus. And yeah. then if you were uh, like a mid-sized band, uh, Ludlow's held about uh, 1,200, 1,400. Yeah. Uh, all filled out. And some of the stories there with, with uh, musicians that were rolling in were just wild. Because we just set up the green room before, too. And then protect those guys and everything else. So uh, some of the my funnest one was Warren Zevon. You remember him? Oh, I love that guy. Same here. Yeah. And like that was one where we were allowed to take one break and have a beer or kind of hang out. Like our, our manager was was dope as shit. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I said, look, when Werewolves of London, London comes on, uh, I was, I want to take a break and have a beer during that song and just enjoy it. And uh, and they would let you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was dope. Lawyers, guns, and money. Yeah, that fucking song is great. It's great. Mm. I was fighting in Honduras. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a desperate man. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Ha! <laughs> the shit has hit the fan. Did you guys ever cover it? Well, now I think I should. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know I knew it so well. You just belted that out. Uh, I mean, I could shit. I was Zivon is, uh, there's a great book about Warren Zivon. He's a great, there's a great story. He's a, he's a really great, great and interesting guy. He is. True so artist. I, I got to hang out with him a little bit uh, afterwards and he was, he was a, a blast. Guy? Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. And, you know, it was before his illness and all that stuff. Right. So, I mean, he was, he crushed. Yeah. Um, you know, and the the older people, because I was in college, obviously, had really come out and you could tell 
they were probably doing anal for the first time after that show. Like yeah. that's how good the show was, where it was just like, fuck it. I know we've been married for, uh, for 10 years. Now, how old are you at this time? Uh, in college? Yeah. So I was, uh, when Zevon played, I think it was 21 years old. And he absolutely crushed it. Uh, Goodwill, I, here was one who didn't, though. Yeah. It's a fun story. Was, uh, you remember Goodwill Hunting, the movie? Yeah. Obviously, a huge very movie. Very Boston. Yeah, very Boston. And then the guy, Elliot Smith, uh, did right, all the music dude. for it. Oh, yeah. So, no longer with us. <laughs> right. right for, for a good reason, I can right. tell you that. Yeah. So, Homeboy walks in and uh, needles everywhere. I mean, shooting up in the dressing room, everything else. Yeah. And uh, I mean, needles all over the floor. Dark and all little the cat, shit. too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he gets on stage at a college campus right, right after Goodwill Hunting comes out. And he gets on stage and he goes, Hey, if you're here to listen to Goodwill Hunting tonight, I'm not playing any fucking songs from the soundtrack. So go fuck yourself. And then proceeded to play whatever else he was. And the crowd just kind of looked at each other and was just like, God damn, dude, play the hits. You know that um talk about your college. You know the um the college, the the uh, community college in that. Yeah. The one that um Columbus Matt Damon, State. No. Oh, in, in the movie in the of movie uh, Good Will Hunting, yes. Bunker Hill Community College. Yeah. My my alma mater. No way. Yes. And simultaneously, my cousin went to Harvard at the same time. My cousin Patrick. And my cousin Patrick went with Ben and Matt to Harvard. And uh Patrick, my cousin Patrick graduated. Number one. Did he really? Year. Yeah. So did he solve the math problem on the board or no? Probably. He was most qualified. He went on to like westernize China was one of the things he went on to do and, and uh, stuff that like. How'd know, that work out? <laughs> I'm not so sure. He's back. He was in, you know, where the fuck are you, Patrick? I'm in Peking. I couldn't westernize China. I couldn't fucking westernize China. <laughs> well, I, I asked China. him one time, I go, what the fuck is, what do you do when you westernize China? He goes, oh, you know, you say uh, you should put a Starbucks over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's honestly what he told me. How about a Jersey Mike's? You guys consider a Jersey Mike's over there? We'll put some uh, spicy mustard on that sandwich. We were thinking about a Subway. <laughs> No, Jersey Mike's. You, you're making the wrong move. Jersey Mike's, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> and that didn't work out for him. Uh, but with you personally, uh, you stopped being in the band. You stopped being on Kimmel. And I heard a rumor it was over not getting vaccinated. Now, obviously, I, you got the RFK Jr. hat on here for 2024. Uh, is that yes. part of it? Um, I didn't. I, early on, I didn't want to get a vaccine i didn't want to get the covid shot and, I'm, and it's not i wasn't afraid of it and i wasn't oh what's it gonna do me i just i wasn't i was i had done i'm one of those assholes i had done my own research mm -hmm. i'd figured out through having children i just didn't i i didn't like the whole vaccine theme the whole the whole um scene same by the way and, and same with my wife she's a hippie and she was just like hey dude I, we're not doing this bullshit right yeah yeah. Well, that that was with me, and I, and I had late in life. I had children, and I had my children were uh, sixth grade now and second grade. So at that point, I was like, okay, what do we do? And the, the, my first daughter was born, and um, I, you know, they said, well, you got to get you know these shots, and they're like, okay, how many shots? And they're like, well, sixty five shots by the time she's eighteen. <laughs> like, fucking, I haven't had that much Jameson. Yeah, exactly. A, a, a fucking Kentucky 50. Derby horse doesn't have that many shots. I'm 50, and, and uh, so so I said, wait, and I called my mother. I go, how many shots did I get? How many vaccines did I get? And she's like, well, I can't remember, Richard, but I think four. 
and I'm like four, okay. And I was born in 1964. I was like, mm. so then I just started looking into it, and then through people and friends and people that I was listening to, like Bobby Kennedy, it was like, you know, maybe it's not a great idea, and the, and maybe the verdict's not in, and maybe. You know, maybe some of them good or some some of them aren't. But I, you know, my own journey was I'm just not having it. And yeah. I told my band that early on and said, you know, I'm not behind it. And I know there's going to come a time where they're going to ask us in order to go to Europe or in order to play this venue or to do these shows, everybody's going to need to be vaccinated. I'm not going to be vaccinated. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend that I was either. But but did the firing happen because of that, or did you just voluntarily leave? Because some people are about, saying if you're fired. Talking about Kimmel, yes, okay. Kimmel is Disney is Disney owned, correct? Okay, and that that whole network is Disney owned. ABC, yeah. And and Disney had a st- strict policy that everybody that works for that company had to have a, a get a shot. And in fairness to Jimmy. He, you know, tried and said and tried to hide it and tried to say, oh, shit, and wasn't, you know, into the fact that I wasn't going to get a, a COVID shot. But uh, he didn't, you know, he was like, there's nothing I can really do. This company has said this mm-hmm. and, you know, we have to part ways. Yeah. Uh, and then with your band, were they the same way? The band was more, they were okay with it with me not getting a shot, but, but they didn't really like my association with Bobby Kennedy. Strange. Uh, because he's polling so well now at this point. When you're polling at 26%. This is, this is before that. Ah, this, is in, gotcha. like, this is in when he's first starting out and they're hitting him hard with, you know, he's not conspiracy theorist and he's, you know, he's making insane comments like, you know, comparing the vaccine mandates to Nazi Germany. And, you know, so it's like, we got hit with the same thing with Kennedy. So he was supposed to be on the show in 2021, I believe. Yeah. And YouTube said, if you put him on the show, we'll delete your channel. Yeah. And that'll be it. So what did you do? We we couldn't have him on the show. Um, because at that point, hang on, Hang right. on. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Hang on. Kidding. So in 2020, though, because yeah. we'll, we'll have anybody on the show. I don't give a shit who it is, right? Right. Um, as long as I it's an interesting conversation, here. 100%. <laughs> um, but <laughs> with that, we had Alex Jones on election night in 2020. You did. High to COVID. Right. And uh, live on YouTube. And then that's kind of what started it. And then they started to crush the channel. And then afterwards, they were like, look, you have you've Bobby Kennedy on after this? Like, no, we're going to yank it all together. So we had to make that uh, collective decision. Now, what we did do, I will say this, uh, on our side, um, and the audience knows this, is we did have, we set up a Patreon page. So if anybody was remotely in that wheelhouse that, that YouTube was, was like, no, you can't have them on again, then that video show would at least live on Patreon iTunes and Spotify have been cool. Like they don't really give a shit because the show's so big. Of like, hey, whoever you guys have on, uh, that's fine. The audio wise, video wise is where they really nuke out the the channel there, right? Because um, YouTube's controlled by you know Google and all that other stuff. So yeah, uh, that's kind of where we're at with that. And uh, we talked to him. I think his his team about six or seven days ago uh-huh. about coming back on the show to to promote. Uh, his uh, independent candidacy and all that stuff. So uh, they're a little more open to it now and flexible now, but it's only because the poll numbers are what they are. Right. Uh, if they weren't, though, you're right. He, w- he would still be considered in that that you know category of he's a fucking nutcase. I talk to people that are like he stands a good chance. Like I, I'm I I like the guy. He you know 
he called me when I was down and out and, you know, said, Hey, I heard about what happened to you. And, um, you know, which was super nice of him. Mm-hmm. I'm just an asshole from Boston. And but were you guys friends before? Was he a I'd fan? Met him, I had met him a couple of times and he's just kind of aware of, you know, the fact that I was being let go and he's aware of those things and just reached out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that happens. Not very often, especially Hollywood wise, right? Mm, yeah, everybody pretty, everybody just ditches you once you're much. once you're gone you're gone and it's it's amazing how quickly people forget i'm okay okay with it because i was never really there to begin with i mean it didn't take me long i i enjoyed my job there for the 20 years i was there and i and i liked being around it and everything but no one was going hey, i really got to meet that announcer from the jimmy kimmel show so i wasn't immersed or even interest in that. I had my band and I had, you know, punk rock and other shit that I was like doing and more interested in than, you know, glad handing and, you know, hey, how are you doing? Oh, great. Sure. Uh, Love your new project, man. And with, with Camel, because I, I know the grind of those shows like that. We, would you just show up for the taping at 530? Did you have to be there earlier? Or? I hung out there. Okay. I mean, you, you'd come in and I, I like being, you know, immersed in the very fabric of it all and, and uh you know, part of Jimmy's close friends and still am and t- to some extent. Yeah. Because with us, um, you know, we've always got interesting guests on and we always leave the doors open here because, uh, we got some listeners back here today. Yeah. Anybody who wants to come in a show can just walk off the street and come in booze for free. Is that true? Yeah. They're back there right now. If you can wave to them. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, they're in, uh, those guys are in from North Carolina, they yeah. said, and so uh, they built this place, so we, we leave it open, and hey, you can come and hang out and see so that whoever it is. when I came through the door, and I, I said, hey, we're here, and, and they looked at me like, we don't give a shit. Uh, no. So that explains why. Well, they don't know who the guest is. No, of course not. So we don't tell them, and yeah. we're like, hey, you come as, in, and, at, and whoever's here is here. But as a guest, I would come in and see four guys sitting there and think, oh, they must be part of the, the crew. Really? Yeah. But you, you you would see Jennifer Aniston and all these guys, though. Uh, did you get an advanced schedule of who was going to be on? Who's going to be on the show? Uh, I didn't really care. Um, it didn't. None of it really interested me all that much. There's certain guests, maybe. I liked when, uh, weirdly enough, one of my favorite guests was Magic Johnson. I liked when he came. He was always, as, and, and I'm like, like lifelong Larry Bird. Yeah. Boston, so all things Celtics. And uh, Larry, um, Magic was always super cool to me. He would do tape his segment and then walk over and like point at me and go, how's my favorite Celtics fan? (laughs) (laughs) I I just loved it. You know, I was like, and and in my head, I'm going, I spent my whole life hating you. Yeah. And you're such a nice guy to me. He's a, he's a friendly dude. He was on his way. Yeah. You met Bird? You met, you ever met Larry Bird? No. Okay. Never met. I don't think I'd be able to speak. No shit. He's the guy for you, huh? He's, he's definitely the guy. Yeah. Definitely the guy. I, I've met Tom Brady, and he's, you know, iconic Boston sports legend now at this point. But Larry Bird is the guy. Maybe Kyle Stremsky. Yeah. Uh, I've met Bobby Orr, but those are the big ones. I don't think you're going to get to meet Kyle Stremsky. <laughs> That's <laughs> Really? <laughs> Dude, I didn't come here to have my dreams crushed. Yeah, no Yaz. What are you gonna think? Shit. I'm, I'm gonna pop up a hologram of Yaz yeah, behind you, really, and let you talk to him. <laughs> what happened? No one told Dicky. I was promised Yaz. I'm not you, getting fucking Yaz. My publicist said you go on drinking, bros, and you're gonna meet Yaz. 
<laughs> the great Kyle Yastrzemski. Kyle Yastrzemski. Yeah, our hologram machine is down back there, so you forgive have one? me. Yeah, we had Tupac on the other day. It was a great show. Very good show. Um, Pac? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of blood, uh, surprisingly, leaking from him. But uh, it was a good show. We all enjoyed it. I'm kidding. Um, man, before you came in, I was watching some of that Jada Pinkett Smith shit, and I was like, holy shit, man. Tell me what that is. Man, she, so she's got a book coming out. Okay. And uh, she's really going. It, it seems like the, the divorce is imminent. She's looking to cash in one more time off the book before she gets div- divorced. But she was talking about Tupac on the show and that they were soulmates. And then he called her from prison and, and proposed to her. They went to college together. Oh, we went to yeah, high school together. together but she also says they never had sex. Um, but it's like, dude, why would you, why would you tell us that you've been married for 17 years and you're going to say that some other dude was your soulmate? I mean, yeah. The whole thing is fucking nuts to me. And uh, Tupac was her soulmate, but they never had sex. Yeah, never had sex, uh, according to her. Um, right. And so she's doing the rounds right now, and I'm wa- I'm watching it uh, right before you came in, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, there is nothing uh, off the table here, and she's completely throwing him under the bus every ten seconds. Tupac or or Will Smith? Will. The Tupac she loves. I mean, yeah. that you know, you don't go. It's hard to go from Tupac to Will Smith. Will Smith smacked a guy. Yeah, sure did. For her. Yeah. On yeah. stage. Sure did. So she's, she's throwing him under the bus? I think, I think she realized that, that meal ticket's over, and now she's got to create her own shit here going forward. Again, that's a guess on my part. Get but my wife out your mouth. Yeah, get my wife out your mouth. You married? Yes. What's your wife's name? <laughs> what, dude? I'll scream it out right now. <laughs> I will scream out I, your wife's name, yeah. <laughs> my wife's name's jessica jessica she's not here baby you look beautiful okay <laughs> now you're supposed to say keep it out your mouth and i'll, I'll keep get s- my wife out your mouth no i won't jessica i'm gonna be here all night jessica okay <laughs> sorry about that ticky i had okay. to do it i had to do it uh you got a new band right now yes yeah we uh, got there. What's the name of the band, and when's the album coming out? Uh, your publicist said it was coming out this year. Did, did they lie? No, my publicist is absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, it's coming out October 27th. There you go. And the name of the band is The Defiant, and the name of the record is If We're Really Being Honest. Um, and you've got guys from Smash Mouth, <laughs> Offspring. Um, I mean, you're, you picked up a bunch. It seems like a, a little super group here. Yeah, punk rock super group. Yeah. From the 90s. From the 90s. And then the lead singer of Smash Mouth just died. Yes. So he's not going to be in the band. No, he won't be in the band. uh, He passed away, which sort of devastated our guitar player. They were were close, but but Greg hadn't been playing in Smash Mouth for years. But Greg was responsible for the biggest songs of Smash Mouth. He's an insane songwriter. He's probably one of the greatest songwriters of, of my generation, which I would say would be the 90s. And While I was writing songs, he was writing songs, but he was writing huge hits. Yeah. And, um, you know, All Star or... Uh, there's a couple other ones, but uh, there's Smash Mouth has so many hits. I feel like it would take up the next two hours of our show if we were if we what <laughs> to list to Dickie, list them all to list them all. Play good point, them all. Good point. We don't have that. Si- we don't have that kind of time over here. We could Delco's we could do more Zevon. Huge Smash Mouth guy. Um, but here's what I've found, and I, you can tell me if this is true or not. There seems to be this nostalgia right now for everything 90s and early 2000s right now and the music is picked back up and the bands have picked back up um creed right now we've been joking about on the show but uh 
they've uh, caught on with the Texas Rangers. Right. And so they're going through this whole run where they're playing them. They, they were playing them in the clubhouse for the second half. They made the playoffs. Uh, they just got through the last round. And on, the, on television two nights ago, they played Creed in the stadium for every commercial break and then on, uh, on television as well. Right. And I feel like there's this new interest in like Creed and older bands and Smash Mouth and all this other stuff. Creed is definitely the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's from that era. So, dude, I listen to... So maybe my timing's right? I, I think it is now. Because, I mean, dude, I listened to Hire today three different times. I had to go to three different locations, unironically. And I fucking rocked my face off in the car, dude. You were feeling it? The, I, but, I mean, w- like, in it. More than Werewolves of London? Uh, Werewolves of London is a different vibe for me. Higher today, like, because I was on the way to like a doctor's visit, right? Yeah. So I got to go. I get these TRT injections, right? Uh, got tell low, me what those are. Low T, you get low, low testosterone. Is uh, is you? Get, I'm a, I'm a young man. I'm 33. You're a young guy, and uh, I know I shouldn't. Like some say, too young, um, but <laughs> 33. Some say Epstein yeah. level, but with that, no, I'm kidding. I'm not 33 years old. But uh, <laughs> okay, tell me how old you are. I'm 46. Stop fucking around. <laughs> I'm 46. You yelled you go my in, wife's name. You just have my wife's name Jessica! in your mouth. I'll I'm not going to get it out of my mouth. mouth. Yeah, I'm not going to get my mouth the whole day. Uh, but with that, your numbers get low, and then you have to get these you know, TRT injections. Okay. It kind of keeps everything level and right, sense. and it's good, right? Right. So on the way out, though, you feel a little pumped up you know, as the needle's coming out, and you're like, man, you know what I could go for right now on the drive to the studio? Some Creed? A little fucking Creed, hombre. <laughs> A little, can you take me to a place where blind men see? These blind men were fucking seeing. guns, and money. <laughs> I'm a desperate man. Don't you ever fucking reverse Uno me into a Zevon? I'm sorry. Out of a Zevon. When I was in Creed, you Zevon me, dude. Don't you fucking Zevon me in the middle of a Creed six? It's a hybrid. We but mashed we, them. What do they call that? Uh, mashup. It was a mashup. Mash we mashed up. them up. We mashed them up for the kids, dude. Uh, but with you guys, like we were playing all your music before you got in today, kind of getting hyped up for everything that was going to go on today. And it was like, oh, God damn, man. Were you enjoying it? Yes. Thank you. But that's the thing is like, what, what did you say, Delco? Like, this is impossible to get out of your minds. Like, I mean, it really is. It was so catchy. Get that catchy ska song out, out your of, mind. Out your mind, dude. But it was, and I think it's because, and this is what I want to ask you, we don't have any fucking groups today. We don't have any cool music. We don't have any hits. And nobody listens to the radio anymore. The Defiant, my friend. The you Defiant. Do now. But you guys don't drop for another two weeks. Um, There's a couple songs. You got two songs out? Yes. What do you got? Two songs out. One's called Dead Language. We released that first. Okay. And then the second one was Where Were You? Can we play them? Uh, why not? Are you giving us permission? Will you? Is Bob back there? I got it. Yeah, let's, pull, let's crank it up, dude. Fuck Defiant, it. play out Where Were You? Yeah, let's do it. We'll play it live on air. I don't give a shit, dude. This is like old school Stern. This I'm, is who I'm, Stern I wanna, used to be. I would do it a cappella, like I've been doing Zevon. A coup? I, I don't want to. Do you want I, a coup? Do you need a, a, an a coup guitar? You're listening to The Defiant there it is. here on Drinking Bros. Enjoy. Shit, I didn't hit the post. No, you didn't. You didn't. You missed it. You missed it. I never said I was good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my song on Drinking Bros. <laughs> Voice is still there. 
Haven't lost a step, my friend. No, you haven't. Did you guys shoot a music video? Nah, you don't really shoot them anymore. Yeah. Scrap together some <laughs> <laughs> shit you have on your phone. There's <laughs> some cool footage you can... Public Stitch domain. Together. Yeah, that's great. Some photographs. Yeah. <laughs> dropping on a table. Yep, dropping on a table over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Play the next one, Bob. What do we got up next? We'll, we'll play both the hits today, dude. What's the other one? What's Dead, the Dead Language. language. Okay. Dead Language. There we go. 90s. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's back. The nostalgia's there. But with a modern feel. Yeah. With a twist. Obviously. Thank you. You know what's weird is I, I, I hear this in a Disney movie right now. You oh, know? from your mouth to God's ears. Yeah. Do you have to have a uh, COVID shot to be have yeah, you your sure song do. in a movie? You sure do. You do. Disney owns all of it, bro. All of it? All of it. Motherfucker. Yeah. This could have, this could be in the new Snow White when the dwarves walk could down be. the hill that are actually adult-sized humans. Do. All I have to do yep. is... Got to get vaxxed up, brother. That's all you got to do is get that fucking shot, dude. And we're on the soundtrack. And then you're on the Snow White soundtrack with the humans, adult-sized dwarves just going down the hill. Are there adult-sized dwarves? Yeah, they canceled the dwarves. Peter Dinklage got them canceled. Did um, Wee Man have anything to do with that, too? I think Wee Man was pissed He had the rebuttal, yeah. He had the rebuttal of it. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. I do, too, Bob. Thank you. Uh, I had the uh, Wee Man had the rebuttal, so he said, "Do you know how many uh, little people or or midgets that you cost jobs by saying this, Peter Dinklage?" Uh, and he had no response. I, I know, to that. I know how many. How many? Seven. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> they did use one though. They did use one. Really? Yeah. They used one, and then the rest are like, like six adult males. And then one short guy. Yeah, dude. With one Bob, can you pull up that picture? It's, I would love to see it's it. It's one midget, right? And then th- like six giants. Uh, I know we're not using the right words. Well, for what? For I think they, I think it's little people. Oh, we had one on the show. She didn't. They didn't care. Didn't give I, a we shit. had a bunch. Yeah. yeah, she was like, dude. I, don't I know, but care. I don't. I don't care if they don't care. Right. I am so. woke, and I, you know, <laughs> I decide what, what they want to be called. We all signed off on little people, and until someone steps... So it's the one in front, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the one in front. It's the littlest one there, and the rest of them are just adult dudes. Oh, and there's a chick, too. That's not... Yeah. This is not, I'm not... What? I can't. Now, play that song over this picture, Bob, and tell me that this wouldn't be in the movie, dude. Is and that possible? And kind of shake the picture around like they're yeah, walking down the head. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for us. <laughs> I want you to shake the picture, though. You just kind of move it around, Bob. Even just if shake you have the to picture. come up, There you go. Having fun. Hi ho, Having fun. It's off to work we go. Having fun. You see what I'm saying? Actually, he's figured out how to shake it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Look at Bob. This is Bob's day today. Look at the little dwarves dancing right there to your song. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice fucking moment? It's adorable. Look at the, us. The diversity yeah. is crazy, right? Isn't it? It looks like a junior bless college them. brochure. God bless them. Yeah, it looks like what junior college did you go to? Bunker Hill? 
I went to a community college, Bunker Hill, Hill Community College. Yeah, that's what the brochure looks like. It's got to be everybody of different races having a good time, la- laughing and smiling Bunker in Boston. Bunker Hill is in Charlestown. Yeah. Massachusetts. That's a tough town. No, I'm, I, I know. You I'm, aware? I'm aware it is. Code There's of not Silence? Have you heard of the Code of Silence? Not a lot of diversity there, friend. Who's uh, <laughs> the famous Charlestown football player? Uh, Howie Long. Howie Long. Charlestown, Massachusetts. Was he really? Yes. Bear yeah. of a man. Code of Silence, my friend. Damn, bear of a man. I can't even speak about I'm not even supposed to even say Charlestown. Why not? Code of Silence. Okay. Okay. It's like Fight Club. Uh, you know the town, mm-hmm. the movie The Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlestown, my friend. Yeah, there you We've go. said enough. We, we sure have said have. it. Code of silence. Affleck's accent in that too much or too little. The dude, the the lead in that, who's from California. What's his name? Was it uh, Jeremy Renner? Yeah, Jeremy. Renner. Jeremy Renner was insane. His accent was better than mine. Oh, was it really? Okay. Yes, and he's from he's from California. Yeah, he is. He is. Was Affleck's? That's the thing. Is like guys like uh, Bill Simmons friend of mine bill simmons he goes on and on about boston accents and movies boston and then like we all had different accents it sounded like um growing up in boston sounded like top cat okay one guy would talk like this yeah another guy you know another guy was like hey dicky everyone had a different accent no one was you would go fall river to Boston or, or, you know, Somerville had a different accent than Jamaica Plain, which was, you could hit a golf ball from one town to the next. But everybody had, you know, no one's, there wasn't one, you can't just park your car. Sure. You know, it was everybody was, you know, sounded like cartoon characters, all of us. Yeah, you got to mix it up. But I enjoy that, though, being from Georgia, uh, because I always want the old South accent to come out. Yeah, give me that. What's that oh, time? it's uh, long, cl- wrong. Yeah, uh, Cleveland, Baybridge, Buford, Repube. Uh, oh. That's what I want. Like that's what I wanted everyone to. What to, we to got sound, here? Yeah. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Like that's what I want everybody to talk like in Georgia, and they didn't. When they a shut lot of comedy them, down and sent you out of town, they made a big mistake. Sure, goddamn did, dude. They did. They sure fucking did. You don't you, send daddy out like that. When you got, when you can do that, yeah, do it again. What we got here? Uh, what we got here is a failure to communicate. Uh, also, um, we have uh, a number four. Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket here. Uh, that's going to be in the first space. I need you to pull around, sir. The gravy's not ready. Uh, that's what I want everybody to be like there, and they weren't. Instead, it's a lot like Chrisley where it's like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm just from Atlanta. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, dude. I don't want that stereotype, you know? When I first started touring, and I would go you know, anywhere, I'd, I'd go in, down the south, and I'd go say, I'm going to go in and buy a sandwich somewhere. It's like, okay, I'm going to need a large roast beef, and I want to First of all, sir, slow down. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay. Uh, I'm going to need a large roast beef, and I'd like mayonnaise, tomatoes, lettuce. Sir, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I just want a fucking sandwich. All right, I'll have a large roast. You're not from around here. I, I don't want to discuss where the fuck I'm from. Nope. I want to talk about the sandwich. No. Slow down. You're in the South now, sir. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Lots of that. Everything's real fucking slow down there. I learned eventually. What? You I got a hold what? of it. Did Forrest Gump teach you? Well, I, That's how slow the South is. I, I, you I, know I, that, right? You know, eventually I needed to eat. I was like, fuck, I'm going to get that sandwich. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go slow. Hi, everybody. Yeah. I'd like a roast beef sandwich. You sure will. 
Dickie, you've been on podcasts before. You know we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 50, 50, 50 percent off. Oh, God. Why? Every single item in the entire store is 50 percent off. They've never done that in the history of their company. Maybe they're going out of business. I'm not sure. Don't really care. Take advantage of these deals while they're out there. It's 50% off a mattress, 50% off an adjustable base, 50% off the sheets, the pillows, the RV mattresses, you name it. Everything is 50% off over there. And the beauty of it is when you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit over there. And the 50% off deal is available with that. So you can stretch it out over three years and it doesn't matter how many items you put in the cart when you check out, but you got to put in that promo code drinking bros to get 50% off everything in the entire store. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and treat yourself. Get a nice new mattress. Next up, we got firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Talking about those micro factors, dog. Got to get those vitamins in you. Any adult male past the age of 25 years old, you got to be taking vitamins every day. Get rid of the shit from GNC. Slide on over to firstform.com forward slash drinking bros there. They put it in a nice little plastic pouch. As a reminder, here's all the seven vitamins you need to take. Boom, you pop that in your gullet once in the morning, and you're good to go. They got the antioxidants, the CoQ10s, the multivitamins, the fruits and veggies, the EFAs, and the probiotics over there. Everything you need to stay healthy in this life. Because let's face it, sometimes we're not eating the greatest. Sometimes we're out of town. These will help keep you in the game and keep you healthy. When you go to firstform.com forward slash drinking bros, peruse the rest of their sites. Their energy drinks are the best in the biz, uh, and their protein sticks are second to none, dude. Those breakfast sausages, I know I say it all the time, but I love them. Big fan over there. You're going to get 75 uh, and no, I'm sorry. Shit, I got way too excited. I almost said 75 off. They would fucking kill me on this show. No, what you're going to get over there is any order. Over $75, you're going to get free shipping over there. 75% off would be crazy. You're getting free shipping off of orders over $75 over at firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Last but not least, we got hardafseltzer.com. We're now available in Ohio. The first five bars and restaurants have opened. We got Urban Myers Pint House. We got the Pint House down in Short North. Forno down there, Johnny's Tavern and Standard Hall in Columbus, Ohio. Let's go. We'll be there next week, uh, Thursday and Friday, heading to all of those bars and restaurants. So if you're in the Columbus area, stop by and join us. Uh, I believe Friday night we'll be at Forno, Pint House, Pint House and uh, the Standard. So pop on down and see us if you're in Columbus, Ohio down there. Looking forward to it. Uh, we're also in North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama as well. Uh, if you can't remember where to get it, we're in every single Total Wine down there. Alabama, we're in all the Piggly Wigglies down there. Uh, we're at the Shell Station in Tuscaloosa at 1405 University Boulevard. We're also in the Tampa Bay uh, Rowdy Stadium down there who are in the playoffs. 
Uh, they got a game next week. The playoffs are next week. Let's go, Rowdies. If you want to sit in the stands and have some hard AFs with your kids, feel free. Make sure to get a driver. They're 8% over there. Now, if you're not in one of those states, we deliver right to your house at hardafseltzer.com. Support us and support the show by going to hardafseltzer.com today. And then you have to put a soft helmet on and also some form of limp or a back. You got to hunch your back up, too. <laughs> We got two two of these hill jacks in the back are from Alabama. They'll tell you what it is, you know. Bama? Oh yeah. Uh one guy earlier was talking about potentially being raped or molested by his own janitor, which I thought was fun. Um, you know, if uh if you're getting blown by your own janitor, yeah. Because then he could spit it on the floor and just kinda wipe it up as he walks off and and that's a nice walk off move for for him. Uh, and if you look at him, Let's face it, a free beach is a free beach. If I were you, I wouldn't have been that picky. Okay, friend? Uh, he, he looks like he could take a beach anywhere he can get it. You know? <laughs> I can't see him back there, but I'll check him out before I leave You'll the building. You'll see. It's, it's very I'm gonna Alabama. A, I'm going to give him a full checkout. Yeah. Just, all you have to do is just take a, just inhale. And then, yeah. and then if you smell Winston cigarettes, when I'm like heading, Winston 120s, dude, it's, it's that guy. Winston. When I'm leaving, I'm going to go, okay, which one of you Bama guys can take a beach? Yeah, and then he'll raise his hand. Say, find out. He'll say, "Oh, uh, uh, that's me, sir. I'm the one that can take <laughs> a beach. If you wouldn't mind, slow it down when you say you're gonna suck my dick, though, because I need it slowed down for me. So you're gonna, you're gonna have to slow that whole speech down." One time, I was in Birmingham, mm-hmm. Alabama, and we were in a bar, and there were two guys behind the bar. We're you know drinking Budweiser and everything, and they, you know, they talked similar. I don't want to insult anybody, but similar to the way you're talking. And, and then at some point I needed a pack of cigarettes and behind him was a whole wall of cigarettes. Yeah. And I put the money down and said, uh, can you get me a pack of Marlboros? And the dude turned and he's looking at the wall and he's looking at the wall and, and then he turned back and then he just stopped. And then I go, yeah, can I get that pack of Marlboros? <laughs> And then he turned around again, and then someone someone said, "Hey, can I get a?" Beer? And he went and got the beer, and then, I, and then he looked at me again, and I go, "Can you get me a pack of Marlboros?" And then all of a sudden, the other guy goes, "He can't read." Oh, okay, now the fucking ones with the red fucking. He <laughs> can't read, but you should learn to identify the cigarettes. Like, Mar- those over there. Okay, yeah. Marlboro's. He can't read, so I wasn't going to get the cigarettes because he couldn't read. Man, when I when I get in sitches like that, I I get this is going to get dark, but I'll go, I'll like I'll fake a retard accent because I don't know if they're retarded, and right. I'll be like, I need the marble. Like I'll, I will stretch <laughs> it the fuck out until, I, and then I realize when I leave, I was I do the same thing too when I'm at a, a an Asian restaurant. I always bow like when they take my order and then on the way out, yeah, like I'm part of their culture. I'm not I'm not even fucking part of their goddamn culture, and like. I'm asking for white people's shit and forks instead of chopsticks. Like, I do that a lot, too. Right. Well, we're, you know, you're 46. We're older dudes, you know. We come from a different time. I feel younger, though, mentally and spiritually uh, than you. you Dude, know? you're getting shots. Come on, bro. All right? You got, you got shots today. That's... I didn't get any shots today. <laughs> okay? Spir- or ever. Spiritually and mentally, maybe. Or but, ever, yeah. But you're the guy that's, you know... Getting shot up here. Yeah. I get it. Uh, by the way, the Alabama guy for the beach, will you grab me another seltzer and bring it on set? We'll get him on camera here, too, and you, can, you guys can decide at home if he needs this beach. 
Uh, grab me a seltzer out of the fridge and bring it up here. One of those hard AFs. As, as southern as you can. Uh, uh, sir, I'm going to need you to get up off the couch and get the goddamn... Yeah, grab the seltzer yeah. and bring it on up. There he is. There he is. Yeah, that beard ain't fooling anybody, I want to go over our checklist and see who we haven't insulted yet. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you right. want to get into Anne Frank? Got it. We've got... Um, you want to get into Anne Frank or slow uh, people? I- Israel, uh, midgets. God no, God no. God Not yet. Slow. Yeah, we did do that. We chat. did do midgets today. Is there anybody else you want to offend no. today? Uh, coming up, by the way, who is your who is your favorite guys? And and then who are the guys you hated? This is Bama right this here. This is Bama right here. Look How at this guy. He's a look okay at that looking guy. dude. Look at uh, come up on camera. Take your hat off. Come around this side. There you go. Right, take Come your, on, take your hat take off. Your, take your hat off on camera here. Come on, I'll take my hat off. Look at that. Oh, so he's got a he's got a kiss tattoo right behind his ear. Actually, right? yeah. He's got a little uh, lipstick tattoo right behind his ear. Take your hat off for Dickie. He wants Come to on. see. Oh, yeah. I just he needs to see oh, the shape, general look at shape that. of your head. Look at the shape of his head. That's beautiful. That's cleanly shaved. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You going bald and then you just shave the rest yeah, of it? Rest you have to. Smart man, dude. I tell people that all the time. They never fucking listen. You get if you end up with a bozo ring. Uh, and you're walking around like yeah. tired, you know, Friar Tuck. Like, we can't do that shit, dude. Uh, you did the right move. No. That looks perfect. Bless you, by the way. Tell everybody your name real quick. Uh, Look at this. Green. What's up? Dylan Green. Dylan Green, dude. Ah, that's it, a good Are you name. single, Dylan Green? Uh, not actually. Uh, you're not single. Oh, shit. I was just going to tell everybody to go and DM you. Yeah, not, not single. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's dudes, right? <laughs> yeah, I only got Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. So if you are out there and you saw Dylan Green and you're like, oh, hey, shit, I wonder if I have a shot... Blast him with a dick pic on Instagram and then see what he said. <laughs> what, dude? Dylan, we don't know. Blast we don't him. know. Just blast out a polite dick pic. Nothing crazy. Don't dunk it in some macaroni and cheese or whatever southern thing you can think of. Like, he doesn't need it to be classed up for the South. No. Okay? Yeah. No. Don't put a little KKK outfit on your penis and then send it in to him. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't candy coat it. Nothing. None of that bullshit. Let's just see, it. see a Not clean hog. Out. That's the way, yeah. A clean, ungreased old, old school. As God intended, in all its glory. All of its glory. All uh-huh. right, I'm going to go down a hit list with you. Tell me if you know him. Tell me if you love him, okay? All right. All right. Limp Biscuit. Um, I, I Fred think that Durst. Guy, Fred Durst is a good guy. Okay. Yes. Have you raged with him in real life? I, I don't love the music. Okay. But I, I like Fred Durst as a person. Blink-182. I like those guys. Okay. Yeah. You raged with those guys? I don't think we raged. We toured... Um, Australia with them when they were really just starting out. We did shows with them down in San Diego, and um, Tom, I know Tom and um, Mark better than I know Trent, but I know Travis too. Travis used to be in a ska band, much like uh, he started out in the Aquabats. Oh no shit! Yeah, and uh, the, that's the the guys that wear like the blue superhero costumes, and they they got a whole thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I think the Blue Man Group at, like took over, and they were like, "We got to, we got to." It, it was a different thing. It was but, totally yeah, different all the way around. Thing. But you know, no, yet another band. By the way, sold out everywhere they go. Shit, tickets here when they came to Austin were about four or five hundred bucks. Who Blink? Blink, dude. Yeah. So I mean, it's your time now. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, right. You're good. Nineties. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. in it. Let's keep going. Creed. Creed. I yes. Up Creed. I like Creed. Scott Sapp? Mostly just because of the Drinking Bros podcast. Okay, good. That's where, that's where it was I my got voice. My love. Yes. Was it my voice that brought you in? It was me and you singing it together, me just pretending I knew the lyrics and you belting it out. But that's kind of Creed, though, right? None of us know the lyrics. I and think, that's, that leads me into the next band, Pearl Jam. Uh, Pearl Jam. I wasn't as big a fan as most people were of Pearl Jam. I didn't really, I didn't, couldn't. 
I wasn't grunge in the Seattle thing. I was such a Boston guy, and I, I was always when like Nirvana blew up, and when you know Pearl Jam or all, all of those, you know, uh, the Soundgarden and all those Seattle bands blew up. I was like, I know the bands in Boston are much better. I know the Boston scene's better, and Seattle was getting all this attention, and. Uh, and you're like, yo, it's me and the Dropkick Murphys. Fuck everybody, dude. <laughs> not Shipping up to Boston. Not- <laughs> Whoa. Shipping up. No. Yes. No. Yes. I'm talking about <laughs> bands, lesser known bands that never got their chance, but yes and no. Did they ever find their wooden leg? Define my wooden leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> I went and saw them, uh, me and my diddly, wife. Diddly, diddly, diddly. <laughs> <laughs> me and my wife went and saw them they were down at Stubbs here in austin how long uh, ago maybe six eight months ago yeah, and they were there yeah i went down there yeah. uh who's there donut operator a bunch of our friends were with us and it's funny when you have a song that massive like that oh it's so huge well the whole crowd's waiting for it right, right. so it's just like all right yeah the when they're gonna play the goddamn song from the departed yeah 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 uh and then i they won't did. go see them until my friend al Barr who's the, one of the lead singers of the uh, Dropkick Murphys, is back with the Dropkick Murphys. He's currently not touring with them because his mother is not well. So they've been touring without him. Oh, shit. So you got shortchanged, really. Okay. You saw Al, you saw Dropkick Murphys minus Al Barr. You know what's weird? I felt shortchanged when I was the show. <laughs> and I didn't know why until right now. So I appreciate That's- it. You're not alone. I appreciate. Not- it. I patted my pockets when I got out of there. I was like, "What? what the fuck? I feel like <laughs> Where's I had my change?" More when I walked in, and now I don't. Go back to your list. Nirvana. Mm, I Seattle again. File that. So Pile you're that. just you're you're checking off the city as a whole. I didn't. I didn't. You know, we were the happy part of the '90s. Okay. Nirvana was the kind of we were reaction to Nirvana when things get too down. Then all of a sudden, you know, Nirvana, 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 Green Day, yeah, hey, shit's blink, yeah, Green the Day. Tones. What about Green Day? No doubt, I like Green Day. I like those guys. All right, they yeah. party in real life. Billy Joe's all right. He's a real nice guy to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Because if you would have said he slapped me um, backstage like Will Smith, then I, I took Green Day one time to. Uh, to a Kiss concert, I knew the guy Doc McGee. Doc McGee's like the famous manager of Kiss, and he managed Motley Crue. And he's the guy, he's the guy that took um, all those heavy metal bands to Russia. And he's about this fucking tall. You're not gonna believe this. This yeah. is the second Doc McGee story we've been told. My wife was she's back there. Right. Uh, that's the second Doc McGee story somebody's told me this week. Everybody loved that fucking guy, dude. He's unbelievable. He was, he, we were friends. He was, he, he tried to manage the boss tones and I mistakenly didn't go with it, but, uh, we became friends and he would, he would go, Hey, do you want to, Hey, Dickie, do you want to come out to, uh, Oakland mm-hmm. and see Kiss? And he brought me to Madison Square Garden one time when we saw our Kiss show. And, and when you go with Doc, Doc has a, like a director's, a tall director's chair that sits behind the board front of house and he sits there. But before that, he'll walk you backstage and all of a sudden you're standing behind the four members of kiss yeah and he goes look at the girls are putting on the makeup <laughs> and they put on their own makeup there's four mirrors and they're putting on the makeup it's like gene will turn hello dicky how are you doing and yeah so i brought a green day to the oakland kiss show one of the one of their many final kiss tours and uh because doc had me there and sammy hagar was there and he had the just started the Cabo Wabo stuff. Oh, yeah. 
So he starts getting uh, Green Day really drunk on Cabo Wamba. And some other guys were there, like Snake from uh, another heavy metal guy. And, uh, and I knew Gene because I had done some stuff. We were on a compilation called Kiss My Ass. And I, and I actually, to promote that record, me and Gene flew around the East Coast and went to radio stations together in like 1994, 95, something. And I knew that he would, what he would say. And I said, you know, now Green Day's drunk and Kiss are on the huge shoes. And they're like, Green Day comes up to their hips mm-hmm. and they're taking pictures and everything. They're like, hey, Gene, is, uh, is Billy Joe in a, in a um, punk band? And, and he's like, cut his bass. And he goes, no, Dickie. Billy Joe is in a pop band. And Billy Joe like, fuck that. We're in a punk band. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was so pissed that he's like, no, Billy, you're in a pop band. <laughs> you play popular music. You're in a pop. Fuck that. And he's all jacked up on the Cabo Wabo. He's like, fuck that. We're in a fucking punk band. <laughs> it was, it was it, so terrific. Gene Simmons said that? Gene Simmons said yeah. that to Billy Joe. He's like, such a fucking asshole I in real knew life. He would, I knew he would not let Billy be in a punk band, and I knew Billy wouldn't stand for not being <laughs> in a punk band and being told he was in a punk band. But uh, the, tell me your Doc McGee story, and I'll tell you another story. So we were at, uh, actually, the, the product series. A buddy of mine owns this company called High Seltzer. Uh, not a sponsor, just a friend. It's uh, THC, uh, no alcohol or anything, right? It's just it's like club soda and THC, right? It's, yeah. It's great. Um, so anyways, uh, he was in uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. The, his buddy was in Hootie and the Blowfish. So they were talking about Doc McGee. He goes, oh, this guy, Doc McGee, whatever. Yeah. Tell me these stories about Kiss. Right. Same thing. And I was like, I go, what's your what's the Kiss story? Because he knew that I'd, I'd worked with him in a movie with Gene Simmons. And, uh, and I go, what's your story? Gene Simmons is a fucking cocksucker. And, uh, and he goes, uh, oh, so Doc McGee was just so honest with him at all times. Uh, I guess as they were coming through the 80s, midway part of the 80s, he goes, uh, hey, guys, you're going to need to put on makeup. Like, you're going to have to wear the fucking makeup full time. And they were like, why? Why do we have to? You know, Gene Simmons, why, yeah. why do we have to wear the makeup? Um, and, he goes, and he goes, because you guys are ugly. And he, goes, <laughs> if, and he goes, if you wear the makeup, it will make you look the same age forever and allow you to play for the next 30, 40 years if you want to. And no one will ever know because of the makeup. And so I guess they had huddled up and, you know, they said, uh, okay, we're going to do it, you know, fine. Uh, and that was the, the end of it. Now, whether or not that story is true or not, I don't know, but I enjoyed it when I heard it at this party last week. Doc McGee told me the story one time. That, so they're playing the Super Bowl. Kiss is playing the Super Bowl. I got it all set up. Kiss is playing the Super Bowl. And, then, and if, you know, you saw the broadcast. They had the whole field was filled with girls in like shorts and and they, but they all had kiss makeup on, mm-hmm. all of them and uh, you know so it's like you know five hundred girls all over the field. He's telling me the story, and he goes, uh, and then all of a sudden Peter Chris, the drummer, he comes he comes up to me, he goes, uh, 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 the, there's a problem here. And I go, well, what's the problem, Peter? The makeup. Makeup's all wrong. The noses are white. My nose is silver. What the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> They're trying to run a fucking football game here. <laughs> what do you want me to I'm just saying, the noses are not the right color. My nose is... Then he said, he's watching the game, and he's, he goes, we're up in the suite. Doc's telling me this. He goes, we're up in the suite. And, you know, the football game, Kiss played great. They were unbelievable. And all of a sudden, behind my head, a beer 
comes soaring. They're watching the game in a suite with Fox executives. He goes, all these Fox executives, everybody's going, kiss, kiss, oh, it's great, kiss, kiss. And a beer smashes off the glass that we're watching the game on. And I turn around, and it's Ace Freely. And I, I go, what, what did Ace say? And he goes, he yelled out loudly, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Now I'm fucking dying laughing. I go, well, what did you do, Doc? What did you do? Because well, like, and Doc is, you know, five six. Maybe, I mean, maybe he's this tall. He goes, well, I got up real quickly and I ran over. I grabbed him by the throat and I said, I said, Ace, you're way out of fucking line right now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. I go, fucking just his stories, the way he would tell things. It was just incredible. Did he get the silver nose? Yes or no? No, they never. He couldn't change the makeup. He was telling him like five minutes before broadcast. Uh-huh. I would have made him do it, dude. You know, change all the noses. Yeah, because no. as soon as you say it, you said it. Now, and I'm thinking back to it. That's what really that, that's really bothered me about that performance. <laughs> <laughs> the noses. I don't. No. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what year they played. <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's find out. Bob, look up uh, when Kiss played the Super Bowl, dude. Is he back there? Is he taking a shit? Is he dumping out? Okay. And check the noses for me. Yeah, check those noses. If we can get a pick of the noses, that would be great. So it appears Kiss played Super Bowl 33, which was between the, I think, the Broncos and Packers. That was uh, the El- for Elway's first title. Oh, Either shit. That it was Broncos-Falcons. I can't. Sweet. Uh, don't do that. That was in 99. That one I remember. I'm a Falcons fan. That was an awful one. That was when Eugene Robinson got arrested the night before with a prostitute. Who played in the Miami. halftime? Yep. It was in no, Miami. This was Broncos-Falcons. It was? Fuck me. That's why I don't remember it. I was so miserable. We got blown out in that game. I mean, just absolutely butt raped in that game. Sorry, Dickie. Which, uh, which Super Bowls did the Falcons win? Uh, let me see. There's so many. None. <laughs> absolutely none. We've won not one single Super Bowl. All How right. many have they been to? Uh, two. Zoom in on uh, on their noses here, Bob. Let's, and how did they do the in the nose. second appearance? You know what? They didn't do well, so, Dickie, against uh, the Patriots. By the way, no one no one on Kiss has has silver noses. Drummer, the drummer. Go to the drummer. Drummer's got a little cute. Oh, he's got a little cat nose. Cat I understand nose. there. Look at that. It's white and not silver. On the Bob. tip. Look at the that. Tip is dude. black. All right, whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the you can see here she has a silver nose. This chick has a silver tip nose. She she got the silver one. Yeah. Because you know the makeup artist was like, hey, I'll spend silver, some extra times white? with you. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look at she well, got the silver nose. And the drummer got stewed. He got fucking stewed in this one. Look at the shoes. Look at those platforms, dude. Because without him, what are they? Four, 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 eight? They could have been in the dwarf. They could have been the no, one they, dwarf. Gene Simmons is tall. He's you worked tall. with them. He sucks. But yeah. he, he's he's very tall. Tell me why you hate Gene. He's just a fucking dick. Um, I you know. If there you was, don't get a COVID shot, you uh, know, yeah. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure he would have said that too. He but, did. Uh, yeah. He went, he, I, hey, Pete, <laughs> what was Gene Simmons' exact quote? Uh, we're, we're the enemy. You're the enemy? Oh, the enemy of the people. So, hey, we got that too on the show. The only time a guest walked out here was uh, Anthony Scaramucci. Remember that? The White House press secretary? Right. Um, and so at the end of the show, he starts needling us. Nailed it. That's for you, Dickie. Um, about why we didn't get the vaccination and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, look, man, it's people's personal choice. And it's not mine. You know, it's not my body. Is not my choice. Is he the mooch choice. or Scaramucci? The mooch, yeah. The mooch? Yeah, same guy. Yeah. And so 
I try to make a joke of it of like not my body, not my choice. Like I, you know, whatever the fuck right. it was. I, like I don't care what people do, and you don't. You just don't need to preach it to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, he goes, man. You guys have a big audience. You're fucking sending out the wrong message. And you, you're the enemy. You guys are the fucking enemy. I mean, just turned on a dime, and I was yeah. like, my co has lost his shit. And uh, military was just like, fuck you, dude. And uh, and that was all over. Uh, he had a flight tonight. He's working on some stuff for the people, getting some troops out of Israel right now. But um, uh, he said, fuck you. And then the mooch walked out, and that was kind of the end of it. Uh, but we always had the same message on this show of like, hey, dude, if you feel that it's good for you and your family, do whatever you yeah. want. Like, this is our choice and this is what we're going to do and everything else. And, uh, you know, for me, shit, I ended up getting it uh, later on because it was uh, my choice of what I wanted to do. I'm out of here. I know, right? You're fuck, gone. Fuck, fuck you, you, Ross. Fuck, fuck you. Now, you know what it was? Why uh, did you do it? I'll tell you why. I want to hear this. Um, so I got a couple of questions for you. Sure do. So right I got invited to the White House to yeah dude and i didn't know if i would ever get invited back and i got to speak to senate congress meet the president the whole thing right Right. and it was mandatory to send it in through the secret service which president are we talking well so it's the one who's there right now okay so this was last year all right um and uh that was exciting to you well here's what i for me personally because we do political shit and everything else across the board i wanted to see how broken the system was and that was the only shot that I thought I would get in my life, maybe, maybe right. not. Who knows? Yeah. Because uh, look, you've been famous for a long time and all that mm. stuff. Like, but sometimes you get these opportunities; they never come back, right? right? And yeah. so I wanted to see going in, meeting all these people because I get to go in their offices, everything. I got full access, and I get to meet everybody, right? And so I wanted to see if government truly was as fucked up or broken as I thought, or if it was just the media, because doing the show on a daily basis, like a Stern or, or whoever else. If you're going to tell the audience, you know, who, what to talk about in politics or what your beliefs are, I think you should, you should have been there and, and at least gone and seen it yourself. Right. And so I made the decision and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've put worse things into my body over the goddamn years. Yeah. And I, mean, I want to see yeah. it. And here's the thing. When I went, I got all the answers. Like every answer that I ever wanted to know about the fucking White House or Congress or Senate. Yeah. I got it. And to me... It was worth it. Now, obviously, if I fucking fall over on the cement after the show's over, then my wife's going to be pissed off and everything else. Yeah. But because uh, she's not vaxxed and I, and I did it, but that was the reason I did it for. And, uh, you know, on the show, jokingly, before this, it all happened about going to the White House, uh, we had said uh, on a previous show, is there anything you would get vaccinated for? And at the time, I had said two things. Right. If I could go to the White House, yes, or if I was invited to the White House, or uh, if I got to hang out backstage with the Rolling Stones because that's my favorite band, right? And like Mick required it or something, I'd be like, "Well, for Mick, sure." <laughs> I think I might do this for Mick. There was the only two instances, and then sure enough, boom, I get a, a phone call for one. So that was it. You'd do it for a dude, Mick. <laughs> I don't know that we need to, to put it like that. If Mick Jagger my, asked my you to get bands. a COVID shot. I'm doing it for my favorite bands. Okay. All Not right. a dude. All right. It makes it sound gay. You do it for Give Me Shelter. God and, damn it. Yeah. yeah. You're acting like I'm that dude from Alabama back Honk there. Guitar. Like, that's <laughs> a little much. He left. He's gone He now? left when he heard you'd get a COVID shot for Mick Jagger. Or he's getting a beach in that back bathroom back there, <laughs> like right in the back. But uh, I've never, so I met Keith. I've never met Mick. I would want to to do that and kind of just have a conversation with what them. What was about meeting life. Keith like? Fucking awesome, dude. Really? So rad. Yeah. 
So it was the uh, Golden Globes uh, 2003, I think, because I just had a movie come out that year and we were doing press for it or whatever. Uh, got to go and uh, and it was right up. No, it's 2002 because it was 9-11, right? Yeah. So 9-11 happened three months earlier and uh, we all had to go in security-wise in groups of eight. So right. they, they said, hey, we can protect you in groups of eight and you had to go up this elevator at the Beverly Hills uh, Hilton over there where Whitney Houston died. Yeah. R.I.P. That was- she died in that bathtub. What? She, she, yeah. Yeah. She, right. she drowned in the bathtub. Okay. So did Jim Morrison. Yeah, sure did. He sure did. did. Yeah. yeah. To all the bathtub deaths out there. R.I.P. Cheers. Yep. Pour it out. Pour it out. That's uh, inappropriate. That's fine. We don't give a shit around here. It's drinking bros. <laughs> so when we get in the elevator, it was by initials on the last name. So it was P through R. So I'm not famous at all. I'd done one movie, like one lead in a movie at this point. Okay. And uh, so I get it. I'm, it's P through R. So it's Patterson, Richards, and then uh, Joe Perry. Oh. So it was, and then the three people that we were with. I was with my agents. They were with their wives or, you know, daughters or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm in a fucking elevator with Joe Perry, Keith Richards, and then obviously the big guy right here who you're sitting here talking to, you know? The big three. Yeah. I mean, who's to say who's the most famous of the three? That's, that's your debate to no. have at home. That's not me. No. It's not mine. And so uh, I, at this point, like, I'm such a diehard Stones fan that I risk it all. Like a little right. girl. And uh, I, I said, Keith, going to be honest with you, man. I know we got about 15 seconds in this elevator. You guys are the greatest goddamn rock and roll band of all time. Right. Uh, and he looks at me and smiles. And then he just punches me right in the arm. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he goes, we really are, mate, aren't we? We're such a fucking... And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> we are. And he goes, the doors open after he punches me and says yeah. this, right? And Joe Perry's got to be like, what the fuck, bro? What about Aerosmith? And I was like, fuck Aerosmith, right? Yeah. Uh, the doors open, and then he walks out, and he goes, uh, what's your name? And I go, Ross. And he goes, to the bar. Yeah. And then we all follow Keith Richards to the fucking bar at the Golden Globes. And I'm like, holy shit. This is the greatest night of my life. And then, uh, you know, crowd disperses or whatever around Keith. And then I'm kind of pushed off onto the side because nobody knows who the fuck I am. Did Joe Perry say anything? He looked at me really pissed off. Because he wanted to say something to Keith probably. Or something about his own band. And like he never, he didn't say anything in yeah. the elevator. And yeah. I've always wondered. Not that they're not greats. They're fine. Um, it's, it's, it's Rolling Stone's life. Yes. Really. I mean, I, they're great. Yeah. Aerosmith. Love them. Boston, whole thing. Love Joe Perry. Great guy. But I don't know if there was ever a competition between those guys. Yeah, I think there was. And so... I mean, Jagger and Tyler. Right? Tyler's doing a Jagger thing, right? Fuck yeah, he's just doing a whole goddamn ripoff of Jagger. Yeah. So that's the way I looked at it. And like, he kind of looked at him pissed off and kind of looked at me pissed off of like, hey, are we going to say anything about Aerosmith? And I was like, no, bro, I'm not... I'm. If Tyler asked you to get a COVID shot, would you? No. All right. Fuck No. <laughs> Just, fuck no just it's just mick for you right it is dude it is yeah. we did a gig with uh we did this thing what with, if mick with, said i want you to get four boosters four, <laughs> <laughs> four boosters mate hey I, four boosters and you get it the the weinstein shot right in the penis just right there dude yeah i get for, for mickey for mickey i would dude i get four boosters in the penis for mickey for sure <laughs> for sure but i saw aerosmith uh they actually did the super bowl show we we covered uh rams patriots right and so we were doing this thing with Post Malone and kind of meeting up yeah. or whatever. And uh, he opened up for Aerosmith. Yeah. And so we were there for you him. You know who else opened up for Aerosmith? Who? You're looking at him. Shut the fuck I'm up. I'm telling you. Boston Garden. 
The old garden, my friend. Wow. Years ago. How was that? A thrill. I bet. An absolute thrill. I bet it was. Um, Beaches backstage, champagne no, all over you know, people. This weird ska band that was like open New Year's Eve. Their New Year's Eve shows in Boston are legendary. And, and still to this day, they still do these huge you know, New Year's Eve show. So to be asked to do that was absolute thrill for and and to be at the old garden i mean this is yeah bird did his thing and the parquet on the floor bobby or the whole thing yeah yeah, they pulled the parquet up because the aerosmith was going to play there god damn it and lesser known lesser known band young boston band with no hits by the way it wasn't like impression that i get was out this was like we were climbing the college charts no shit yeah uh, and how, how was that at the time? Were they cool to you or not? Super cool. All came through. We made friends with their kids. And to this day, we're still, I'm still friends with Aaron Perry, Joe's son. And, uh, what about Liv Tyler? She was there, but yeah. she wasn't even in movies yet then. At okay. That time. Yeah. This is, so, you know, we were closer to their age. So they hung out in the Boston with the Boston's and that fucking rocks. Did you ever meet cool. the stones by the way? No. Okay. None of them. I just want to make sure we're on the same level, you know? I, I do respect and love, love the Stones, but if Mick Jagger asked me to get an inoculation, I'd, I'd pass on Would it. you get one booster shot for Mick? No. But, but like in a, in a meaty part of your body, dude, just like one booster, like right in the ass. Maybe if Yaz asked me. Yeah, <laughs> if the hologram of Yaz. <laughs> God damn it, Bob. The hologram machine isn't working today. It's not going to happen. We got no hologram of Yaz to do it. Who's who have you met that was like? Would it be the the uh, meeting with with um, Keith? Keith, yeah, that was that's my number top. one in life. Yeah, in life, a hundred percent in life, where you're just like shit. You know who two was? Who? Tom Cruise. Oh my gosh, it's weird, man. But he, do you talk to that dude? And it's like you've known him for fucking thirty four years, and he his focus yeah. is so locked in on you that everybody in the room is staring at him. I, and you're I like, know how he is. Holy shit! Oh, you met him? Yeah. Oh well, shit. What the fuck? I, I was the announcer on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, dude. So what the fuck are you yeah. asking me for? I watched like, Sunday football with him one time. How was it? He came by with his mother, and uh, it was a weird thing. It, you might remember the story. It was uh, my friend Sal, Jimmy's cousin Sal. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy's cousin Sal had called. Jeff Ross was on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. You, you know Jeff yeah, Ross. Yeah, of course. Me the Roastmaster. Yeah. Roastmaster General Jeff Ross, who's a sweet, sweet guy. I love him so much. Really good guy. So he's on Dancing with the Stars, and he's like, it's like round two, the second week of it, and he's up for, you know, he's going to be voted off. And Sal decided, I'm standing there with him, and he goes, he shows me his phone, and it's Jeff Ross. He's going to send a text to Jeff Ross that says, you're all set to him, like just before the show starts airing and taping, and uh, sends it to Jeff. At the end of the show, you could see, you know, they've got the two people like, this couple's going to be voted off or this couple's going to be voted off. Jeff's there with his dancing partner and he looks so confident, you know, and you could tell he's like, we're all set, we're all set. He's telling his girl. All of a sudden, he's voted off and he just looks devastated. And I'm watching with Sal. I'm like, oh my God. He was super confident because you sent him that tech. He was bullshit. He would, <laughs> w- didn't want to talk to Sal anymore. <laughs> they were no longer friends. They were, it was a huge fight that carried on into Bill Simmons's podcast. And, you know, that's it. I'm done with Cousin Sal. It's a mean trick. I told my dance partner that she saw Sat and we're not getting voted off. And it's like, well, why did you think 
Cousin Sal knew. Well, he's on the, you know, Jimmy Kimmel show. We thought he knew. And it culminated into a football Sunday at Jimmy's house where uh, Tom Cruise showed up and, and Jeff Ross was there and Cousin Sal was there. Because and, and, uh, for the audience, by the way, he was known for throwing these football parties every single Sunday at his house and inviting yeah. a bunch of celebrities over. Yes. Uh, it wasn't so much celebrities. It was like his boys. You know? nah, was, uh, he only hangs out with celebrities. <laughs> Maybe these days, but at that time, this was early on. And okay. Tom, but Tom Cruise showed up, so you know that nullifies my point. But and he showed up with his mother, and she brought cupcakes, and she was a lovely woman. And Tom was, you know, super in. Like he's all of a sudden talking to you know our friend Brad, and he's like dialed into everybody, like eye contact with everybody, that kind. Of, just as you said. And then all of a sudden, it was very important that uh, Tom Cruise decide the fate and decide like, what is the, uh, what's the outcome? Should Sal have sent that text or should not? And he, and, uh, he brokered and bargained the deal. And then from that point on, as far as I know, all things were good. And, and maybe Sal could tell you differently. No, you know why? Why? Because he's fucking Tom Cruise, dude. And that's what he goddamn does. That's what he did. Yeah. It was, that's it, what he does, dude. It felt the like best. mission impossible. He's the goddamn best. Right. He's the goddamn best. Dude. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I, it's, there's a weird thing with him, man. Like it, the way he talks to you, it inspires like a weird confidence in you. And you're just like, I could be a better human the same as you. Dude, he hasn't aged one day. No, no. And right? it's with his mind. He's not even doing anything. It's just all, all in his mind. He's like, I refuse to age. It's like, it's the same dude from Risky Business as it is from that last Top Gun movie. Yeah, dude. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best right. in the biz, dude. So TC's at two. Uh, Keith Richards uh, was one for me in mm-hmm. my life. And then uh, three was probably, um, man, three's got to be Forrest Whitaker. Totally kidding. I don't know Forrest Whitaker. I don't fucking know Forrest Whitaker. I don't know if I did, right? Whitaker. Yeah. He wouldn't look at me in the eye. The other eye was going this way, and I was staring right at him. I don't know. I don't know fucking Forrest Whitaker. Uh, No, but we, we did manage to insult him. We sure did. We sure did, dude. And one day, you know. Bless us. He'll get that eye fixed, and, uh, and then it'll be me who's got egg on their face. Uh, this is the point in the show we get to the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give Drinking Bro of the Week to? Uh, I'll give it to, um, geez, Drinking Bro of the Week. Artie Lang. Somebody really positive. <laughs> <laughs> Artie Lang. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to... My dear friend, Pete Parada, drummer for The Defiant. There you go. Yeah. He's a very inspiring dude. Super guy. As a matter of fact, you should have had him on the show instead of me. I mean, look, you were here, so we did it, obviously. But, but uh, yeah, but if, if he rolls into town, let me know, and we'll get him on here. Will you have him by? Yeah. I'll get him on all fours. We'll do the show. No, for no, sure. None of that shit. No, it's not that. This is it's it's the, that, all, that stuff. That's what I call he's our. Off, yeah, that's it. He's off the table. That's what I call our chairs. I call them all fours. He's fours. still my I'm inspiration, sorry. but taking them off the table. <laughs> I call the chairs all fours. All right. How much do you love Pete Rose? Me? Yeah. So Pete's been on three or four times on the show. Yeah. Gigantic fan uh, because he lives up to everything you thought he was. Right. So when you meet him in real life, like, dude, he's cutting deals. Yeah. Uh, he's giving you gambling tips. He's like, oh, hey, you want to get steak? You know. Have you ever met Lenny Dykstra? Uh, years ago. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lenny Dykstra. So Nails. Nails. As we love to call not him. Not Charlie Hustle. Nails. Nails. Uh, his son is actually married to uh, Meadow Soprano. Are they used to? I don't know if they got Ooh, divorced. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what their whole sitch was, but it was in some real estate thing. Like He was big into real estate. It wasn't when he was playing baseball. It was in some real estate thing. And he was trying to get people to invest in some high rise in uh, in Los Angeles or something like that. Yeah, and there was just something about him where you were like, "Man, I feel like you're going to steal everyone's money from this." And this, none of this seems real. And I was totally dead <laughs> you on didn't about. Feel it. like above board with nails? No, no. I never did. I I think Bob, you can look it up. Did Lenny Dykstra go to prison or was that the kid? Uh, look it up. But like nothing felt real with him. Where you were just like fast talking little guy, and he was always sweating. And you were like, "All right, cool, man." 73 out. Uh, yeah. Dykstra did seven months in prison for money laundering, uh, concealment of assets, and bankruptcy fraud. What year was it? Do you, you know? Uh, let me see. He doesn't look good in this picture, but that could be any time. Um, Does he look like the drummer from Kiss at the Super Bowl? <laughs> he wishes. This is fucking no, that's this a guitar is bullshit. Play. That's freely. I like how you talk it in a, in a high voice. This is bullshit. That's complete Doc McGee. It's exactly the way you did it. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Uh, 2012. 2012. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, it was, it was yeah, about eight years before that but that I met him. But uh, eh, you could tell something was off there. It's a short there. stint, though. I feel like Nails could do that. Yes. Yeah. Seven for him, for sure. Yeah. Now, minus the tobacco, who knows, right? If he couldn't yeah. put that chaw in to that, that left side of the cheek, could he get through it? I think his teeth are a mess from that stuff. Fuck yeah, they are. I'm surprised they're not rotting out of his goddamn skull. Yeah. Um, This was a blast. I really enjoyed it. So did I. Uh, Tell everybody. Are you lying to me? I'm not, dude. You've done 3,000. Give me the number again. I think 3,500. 3,500. shows, yeah. And I was okay? You were great. You'd have me back. You're actually one of my favorites. Get out of here. You and I would hang in real life. I'm not going to believe. I would hang in real life. Yeah, I think I believe that. And you would be be back on the show for sure. I got a million questions for you. This is one of those that could have gone like three or four hours. Yeah, I have questions too. I have questions for you. Do you? Offshoots. Like offshoots. I don't give a shit. You can ask me on air. No, it was more. It was. No, I wanted to ask you on the air, but it was like I I was filing questions away as I went along and then we never really circled back. Okay. You know. That's your fault, not mine. I mean, yeah, I mean, the <laughs> Keith Richards and Joe Perry in the elevator alone. You Weird, know? right? P through R. Yeah. P through R getting the elevator. I was like, all right, cool. Holy shit. It's I bad. was in an elevator one time with Joe Namath and Evander Holyfield. Oh, fuck. I swear to God. So Holyfield is a Georgia. That's, that was my it dude was, growing up. It was me. Loved, I love Holyfield. Matt Damon, Evander Holyfield, and, um, and Joe Namath in an elevator and me and Matt jumped in there because it was Namath and, o- and Evander Holyfield were in there. And we, the reason we were in an elevator with them was it was the ESPYs. Okay. 19. I can't get the year right, but it was the year that Norm Macdonald. Oh my God. The famous dude. one. It's so f- go back and watch that 15 minute open. Dude, I was there. The greatest played, of all time. The boss tones played that ESPYs. No shit. And smash mouth. Play Smash Mouth and the Boston. R.I.P. Obviously, okay. R.I.P. But yeah. Greg, our guitar player, who wrote the monster hits for yeah. Smash Mouth, guitar player for the Defiant, he was uh, he was there too, and we didn't even know each other at the time. But we were playing. But Matt Damon was there because Goodwill Hunting was a huge hit that year. 
Okay, so you're probably looking at 97, 98 then, right? 97, 98. Yeah. Exactly right. That's when the Boston's big hit and the mm-hmm. Smash Mouth big hit happened. And then Norm MacDonald, that roasting shit was like, he, he started like roasting and hosting. It was iconic. That was the first one. Oh, like, he's my favorite, dude. Gervais and everybody came after him, but he, Norm was number one on that. And so we're, me and, you know, me and Matt are kids from Boston and we're like, oh my God, all these sports guys around here and Norm MacDonald and everything. And uh, it, it, we said, oh my, sh- holy shit, that's Joe Namath and Elevator Holyfield. And we're like looking at his ear. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden the elevator opened up and Matt pushed me and I grabbed him and we're both in and we had, didn't have shit to say to either Namath or. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? But we rode up and they're like, what floor? We're like, we don't know. I don't know what the. Oh, you couldn't even squeeze it out. That had nothing. Were you both famous at the time? Was Matt Damon famous? Well, he, Goodwill Hunting blew up. So, so yeah. dude, he could have said something. Uh, but we were like sports nuts, like yeah. Boston sports, you know, and younger, uh, you know, 1997. I don't know. That puts me at, I was probably 52 at the time. Yeah. No, stop it. I'm making it up. Yeah. Make it up as you go along. <laughs> I, I saw Holyfield last year. Uh, at the, How's he looking? He looks great. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. He looks like he's still fighting. I mean, it's in shape, looks identical. I mean, it was so scary that I was just like, holy shit, dude. You could go out and fight now. Whatever. None, none of the head injury stuff or anything like that? Well, look, the conversation we had was fine, but it's also Evander Holyfield. Like, he yeah. always talked like that. Right. So, uh, and then the ear. I, same thing. I looked at the ear, and yeah. we, we got a picture or whatever, and I was just like, the ear was still missing, and I yeah. was like, holy shit. Um, but everybody still wants to talk to him about the goddamn ear. Yeah. It was endless. It was like I didn't a, want to talk to him about it, but I did definitely want to look at it. Yeah, so did I. So yeah. I didn't ask him about it, but I looked at it hard. Dude, 97, it was fresh. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. I think, you know. I've seen it now, and it's still. I think Tyson spit it out in 98. He did. Somebody's got it, dude. <laughs> Somebody's got it online. Maybe I always wanted to buy that fucking ear on eBay. That was like a dream of mine. Uh, never got to, though. I think I saw a recent like commercial where he gave the ear back. Uh, so, oh, the guy did from inside no, the... No, Tyson. It was like a whole th- fake, like, maybe I made... Maybe yeah, I no, they're doing a weed together. They're doing something with his weed company. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it's called Just a Bite or something like that. Come uh, on. Dead serious. You can't make this shit up. De- yep, they got together and they're doing... Uh, Tyson's got a huge weed company. So You got to get together. back to your Jada Pinkett stuff. Oh, God. What All a right. fucking nightmare that woman is. The devil. The devil. Be grateful of your wife today, okay? Hug her. Hug her tonight. I'm going to hug her your wife. She's over there. Yeah, she, you can afterwards. All for right. sure. You can. She's a big fan. She's a big fan. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I'm dead serious. They actually, you're going to. There's I will, no truth to that. There is. And you're going to do, if you don't mind, you'll do a, like a quick promo for, for her show because uh, they, they have an ongoing joke. Don't mind. About the would, my, Mighty Mighty Boston's. Okay. I need to hear that. You want to hear a Boston's joke? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. What's the difference between the Mighty Mighty Boston's and a moose? What's up? Moose has the horns in the front and the asshole in the back. It's funny because that's me. It is. You're the asshole. You're the asshole. Good night, everyone. Good night. Tip your servers and waitresses. Go to iTunes and rate the show a five-star and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. Just a five-star and you can walk away. For Dickie Barrett. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Oh, don't you. Can you take me higher? (laughs) This shit has hit the fan. (laughs) I'm Ross Patterson. Good night, everyone.